0: Welcome to Supply Chain Radio. My name is Greg Kiefer and today I'm here with my expert guest, John Atherton. Hey, 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 thanks for having me, Greg. So John, today I'm gonna bring up a topic here that's near and dear to a lot of people's hearts out there and that is the notion of really cheap oil.
1: Ooh, good topic. You know,
0: I mean, it's, isn't it great when you go to the gas station and it doesn't cost you but half the price it did a year ago to fill your car up, right?
1: Yeah, I was just there this morning, my Toyota Prius. It was like 202 a gallon, yeah, it was it's fantastic. incredible,
0: incredible. So this is supply chain radio. You know, certainly oil, fuel, energy has a big impact on the supply chain. You know, I think probably one obvious one is just the cost of fuel and, and transportation costs. And What's your take on that?
1: Yeah, I mean, that's probably one of the most obvious ones, right? The cost of fuels in the ocean freight world, sometimes known as bunker, right? Obviously, these ships and planes and trucks all take a huge amount of fuel to propel themselves around the, the regions and the continents. But there are other forms of inputs that require huge amounts of energy in the supply chain. You know, Probably the next most obvious is manufacturing, and so companies that either build or outsource their manufacturing plants, of course, consumed a ton of energy to make all the the goods that we know about, you know, shirts and electronics. And so those are two of the the major inputs and considerations. And so as a result, with this drop in the price of oil and resulting energy, you know, it has an impact. Now, you know, companies need to make a choice whether to take advantage of that or how they might shift their operations as a result.
0: Right, right. Well, I would think, I mean, one thing maybe that is under consideration would be bringing manufacturing back from Asia to, say, Europe or North America, right? I mean, energy is cheap here, a very favorable political climate to do it. I mean, I've heard of stories about, you know, factories being built and getting tax waivers and all sorts of crazy things for jobs. You know, what's your thought on that? Are you seeing any of that out there or have you heard anything about that?
1: Yeah, yeah, certainly we are seeing that in the field. You know, sometimes our customers and the press refers to this as nearshoring or reshoring in some cases. And I'm not sure if it's a one-size-fits-all, Greg. There's probably you know a l- little bit of the best of both worlds. It's true over the past 20 or 30 years, markets like China and South Asia were you know slam dunks for lower cost for manufacturing. You know a situation that was very advantageous to the consumer here in North America and the companies that were importing those goods. But now with the lowering cost of energy, you know the fact that some of these countries have new regulations that are in place today that weren't 20 years ago, changing political environments and aspirations are kind of lining up to make this reshoring possibility a reality for these companies. And so what's interesting for me is, I think it would be pr- pretty easy for a lot of companies to see that as an option, but not as easy for companies to, to actualize it, it take some maneuvering to do that. Right, right. And I guess there's probably
0: a big, you know, technology implication. It's one thing to find a source of manufacturing or whatever. But then technologically, you need to be able to manage that and to deal with your supply chain in general. And with cloud and new systems where it's a little more plug and play than the old days where a lot of stuff was hardwired, is it easier? Because companies made the giant leap across the ocean, you know, in the 90s and have gotten good at that. But now moving things around is a little easier than it was, say, in 1995.
1: Yeah, yeah. in some cases that, that will be true. You know, they're companies that have moved to the next level of technology and moved away from hardwired connections with their suppliers using, you know, traditional EDI channels and, and pathways, instead moving that technology to the cloud and a shared infrastructure, especially with the complications around distance and going halfway across the world. That being said, I still see these big companies and you'd be familiar with their brand names today that never made that transition. And so, even if they're going to now consider near reshoring their operations, they're still in an old school world when it comes to technology. And so, it'll be interesting to see how this pans out for for different example companies in, in different e- industry sectors that are considering this.
0: Yeah, that's interesting you say that because we recently polled uh, about 150 executives, you know, kind of operators in the supply chain, and asked them this very question. Outside the context of energy, but more about are you considering moving out of China for the reasons you stated? And most weren't. Most, I would say 70% aren't doing anything. It's status quo. And of those that were, most were moving it to the Americas, but it was even split between North and then Central and South America. So when I think Central and South America, I think of another low cost sourcing region that maybe is a little closer but still not in North America.
1: Yeah, yeah, sort of taking this half step, this concept of near-shoring, at least from the North American consumer market, as compared to fully reshoring, you know, within the continental U.S. And so, yeah, this whole idea of, you know, being agile and kind of changing the patterns of your supply and demand networks is very much uh, reminiscent of the dynamic nature of the price of oil. And basically it's a cyclical industry. This will continue to ebb and flow over the, the coming years and decades. So, you know, really at the end of the day, I think companies have to embrace the fact that that will be the case.
0: Right, right. Well, I think you hit the magic word, it's agility, right? If it's not a natural disaster or a port strike or a, a war, you know, like the Ukraine situation, which people that maybe were thinking of setting up shop in Eastern Europe are maybe rethinking that, it's never gonna end, right? I mean that's just that's probably the headline here is you've gotta be agile to both avoid risks and take advantage of opportunities.
1: Yeah, that's really the headline. Okay, well good insights.
0: And uh, let's let's just hope the fracking craze continues because I like two dollar gas. Two dollar gas in my Prius. That's right. And you got the Prius, you probably don't need that. You should go buy yourself a suburban or something.
1: Yeah, I'm waiting for the hybrid model to come out <laughs> there. Yeah, I've been telling my wife, hey, to make that draw that drive to Squaw Valley, we need the hybrid. There you go. Hybrid suburban. We are signing
0: off. This is Supply Chain Radio. Talk to you soon.